Hello Insta. Lads Talk Health is back. Where's my beautiful mate Harry Thomas? As always, sending loads and loads. I'm going to be smiling a lot tonight. I've got lots of good stuff to talk about. But sending loads and loads of love, hugs, kisses to everybody out there. There's my mate Harry. Um, sending loads and always, always be kind to each other, people. That's always the message. Come on, Hazza. Request. So just waiting for Harry to join. Here he comes. Harry, Harry, Harry. Oh, I need to go back a bit. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Okay, How are you? I'm, I'm proper red, I've just realised. I've been in the sun watching Leo play football. It's been hot out here as well, mate. Proper hot. It's nice. But yeah, I'm good, mate. I am buzzing. <laughs> we had a lot going on at the moment. So, uh, yeah. Like three, weeks, the last one. Hello, Tony Reynolds. Yes, mate. It's... Uh, Oh, and, and Ben, Ben Gomez. Did you ever Ben already? Yeah, it's been, it's been a little while though, mate, but there's been a lot happening, a lot happening. So, go on, mate, do it. Okay, so, um, like James said, there has been a lot happening, uh, exciting stuff, uh, lots of insightful stuff, lots of teachings, loads of stories to share. And, yeah, today was really just to catch, catch up more than anything else, just to get Let's Talk Health back going but also a few announcements as well. So um, me and James have been working on being more organized, working on our diaries. <laughs> we're, we're both now a bit more settled in terms of family locations. So uh, James moved out to Spain uh, early on this year. I come out to Brazil and it's been quite interesting, uh, the journey we've had and, and the changes in our lives that we've had just within the process. So, the first thing that we've now said is Lads Talk Health has always been random. We were just like, oh, do you want to do a Lads Talk Health Live? Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Whereas now we're going to be a lot more structured. So every Monday and Wednesday evenings, uh, we're going to be delivering uh, a live for Lads Talk Health. Um, Mondays, again, I'm working on Brazilian clock here. I think it's 8, 8, 8 o'clock, sorry, Monday evenings and 8.30 uh, Wednesday evenings, which I believe it's 9.30 there for you now, right? That's right, yeah, I'm an hour in front of the UK and you're in Brazil, so you're like, what, eight hours behind? Um, yeah. I'm five, five hours behind you. Five hours behind, sorry, five hours behind me, so whatever that works out in the UK. But yeah, UK time, bang on, 8pm on Mondays and 8.30 on uh, Wednesdays, yeah. And with Lads Talk Health at the moment, we've been having like a wide range of conversations. So really um, but just to kind of retouch on what we do, um, me and James are both life coaches, which is the initial identity, but we call ourselves soul coaches. And I'll let James come on to that and what that actually means in a minute. We work with a wide range of clients. Uh, a lot of our clients have terminal illnesses, uh, cancer being one of the main ones. But we, we, we have conversations with people. We give people their voice, which is being listened to. Uh, we look at things from a number of different perspectives. We look at uh, things from a number of different pair of eyes. We allow people to start making their own decisions. And what we do really well is share information. And there's all these different titles that we have, or, or we're called, or people uh, think we are. But we both narrowed it down, down and, and we're sharers. We like to look in, we like to study, we like to experience and, and apply a lot of this stuff to our lives and our clients' lives. So we have a lot of backed up information, real life scenarios, real life experiences that we then share on. But what that allows our clients to do is to start, now they've got a new perspective, they've got some new information and it allows them to make more and when you are struggling and you have got your back against the wall, the hardest thing is when you're making decisions and you don't know if it's the right one. And what we do is 
provide more information just to make people bring their power back to them so they can make more of an informed decision for big life choices. Yeah, and that last bit, I love that, by the way, but the bringing the power back to them, that's one thing that I've experienced, definitely. I don't know how you, I won't speak for you, but I know I'm, I'm see what you think on this, but over the last eight years, um, I, we, I, when I initially started, um, seen people that have been told that they've only got this amount of time to live, that are still alive. And that's not just a one-off. Uh, it's been many people with different forms. A lot of it has been cancer, but I mean, we're working with people uh, at the minute go with AIDS. Um, there, there's all different forms, but point being, the, the true healing, the true healing starts when the person finds, or not finds, remembers their foundation. And the foundation being is you are incredible. Your body, regardless of a sickness, any disease, your body is still amazing. And every second of every day, still regenerating and still trying to heal itself. What it needs, and this is where the beauty comes in of what me and you do, mate, is you need that soul realignment because your ego runs havoc when you get sick and tells you all these things and other people and people in white coats that have just read more books than you and read more books than you and remembered the words that telling you this, that and the other and your head just goes, oh no. What's beautiful is what we've experienced um, is like you said, Harry, when the back's against the wall for these people and these white jacket people have told them, well actually we tried our best and we're really sorry, but now go and sew up your affairs, then the magic happens. And that's what we've witnessed. And that's where my teachings on being a soul coach, for me, Harry, stems from. It stems from the fact that watching these people and observing these people and the ones, you know, the truth is over the years, not everyone that's been sick uh, has, you know, some people have passed. Unfortunately, some people have passed, okay? But also in that, just to mention, Passing is to be celebrated, which is another conversation for another day. But the experience, even with those people that have passed, the experience and what they've shared towards the end of that journey has all been about themselves taking back control and taking back control on their way out, which for me, that's that I am no longer thanks for the people to the people we've worked with. I no longer have any fear of death whatsoever and when that time comes I'm going to be prepared for it in regards to mentally and spiritually knowing okay all right this is the next step and this is what's going to happen next and I'm not religious and Harry's not religious we've got nothing against religion however and the beauty is that for me like I say I mean we can back this up with science and mainstream science these days if you start looking into it and I'm not referring to the free stuff that you get not knocking them, but free medical governing bodies like the NHS, you're not going to get the information that is really, 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 truly going to help your current situation. Because your current situation, whatever it is, guess what? All stems from you taking back control of your soul. Your mind, your sixth sense, your gut instinct, your energy, whatever you want. Mainstream science refers to it as energy, by the way. And we know, again, I had this conversation having just very quickly with someone yesterday who was talking about woo-woo. I said, all right, it's woo-woo, is it? I said, all right, so what does mainstream science tell us about the human body? We're electrical beings. What is electric? It's energy. We're energetic beings. So we'll call it energy if that makes you feel more comfortable. But you take back control of how you choose to use your energy and you will save your life. And we've witnessed that and continue to witness that. And, and you mentioned it's about even that passing phase, if we go beyond just the individual, it's the, the whole family and the loved ones as well because their whole lives change. Because death, there comes a lot of suffering and sadness and there's a lot of people grieving after. But when you start understanding what happens at the magic thing with it families can grieve in a lot better way they can let go they can accept they can move on but celebrate rather than suffer and 
I think that's been one of my powerful things is the conversations that we've had with these incredible people that have been there for their loved ones and the things that they've done and stepped out of their comfort zone because they're doing it out of love, but the things that they've learned and about them can take power back and give an example of a family that you're working with currently. You're seeing mm. a change in everyone. That's mm. the thing we do is that we treat people as beings, human beings. They, they, they're heard, they, they mean something. And yeah, for me and James now, it's, it's not just, oh, we'll do it. we're going to work today. It's our life. But every day we get to have conversations. Every day we're working with some incredible people. And every day we get to share new stories and, and learn from uh, people from all over the world now. And what we've been told and what you've told is right or wrong and what this is in science and that, all of a sudden it just completely changes and it's a completely new way of, or how I turn up every day. Like, I'm always open to new things now. There's no such thing as calm, don't, won't. I'm always like, there's a possibility all the time. And I've seen it, I've experienced it, and I'm, I'm continuing to like, down that path. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it is, it becomes, the beauty is, and it's taken, I mean, I think even, even this conversation has, to be honest, I mean, we've been completely transparent. We had a brief conversation beforehand, but we've, we've, we've hit a tipping point recently. Uh, and there's um, some wonderful, wonderful things that we're very grateful for that are about to happen. One of them being there's a massive, massive uh, podcast. Uh, over 15-odd million people follow this particular co uh, podcast. Podcast. Um, and through basically the, the gentleman that runs this show, um, I'm not going to give his name out just yet because we might as well get confirmed, has which it pretty much is, but let's get it confirmed uh, before we start chucking everything out. But um, he reached out to me. Uh, I live in Spain, as Hammy said. This, this gentleman's based in Spain, he runs his show from Spain. He reached out to me um, for one of his friends who's quite a well known actress uh, over here, English, but was an actress over in some of the shows in Spain uh, with breast cancer. And so I started coaching her and taking her through um, the medicinal path that we work alongside uh, as well, which we recommend to people. And again, this is through experiential knowledge, from experiential knowledge, not just reading a book or listening to someone else. It's through actually experiencing this multiple times. Took this uh, lady through uh, an experience. Um, she fed back to the gentleman how things have been going and the gentleman dropped uh, uh, our name and <laughs> my phone number on his show uh, and uh, we've been absolutely inundated with amazing, incredible people reaching out, just wanting to tell their story, knowing that what they're being told and being labelled with that just doesn't sit well with their souls. They know there's something they can do and it's been amazing. So we're Definitely going to be getting a slot on um, this podcast. Just waiting for the gentleman who's actually just doing his belated honeymoon because he's been so busy to come back. Um, but just so you know, has I, I can't remember I told you. I spoke to him the day before yesterday. I told you about the the, the lawyer in Holland. Um, anyway, he was with. But anyway, long story short, that he's coming back soon, so that should be up and running. So we've got that. Uh, look to look forward to. And also, Harry, do you want to inform people about the, the workshop? Yeah, and, and we also got the, the other podcast as well, which is really exciting. So I'll go on to oh, the... Yeah, 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 sorry, go on, I forgot. <laughs> ...podcast as well. So we've, um, we've been connected with quite a few different people and like we've done a few different intros just to, so they get to see who we are because it's not often you do a podcast with two other people and the conversations, like it's electric, the energy after, everyone's agreeing with each other. It was almost like these conversations should be recorded for the podcast at that point. And mm. we've got one, first one coming up on Friday, which is, yeah. I'm really looking forward to. The, the lady interviewed us, her story is incredible. Like me and James, we had our energy, our hair and stuff was just standing up on it. Yeah. 
blown away. And she dropped it right. And what, again, just the, the pat on the back for us in that interview, Hazard, was me and Harry haven't had cancer ourselves personally. However, we've worked with many, many, many people now that have and, and are still currently dealing with it in some cases as well. But point being, we was able to, from a very scientific standpoint initially, because this is what, Harry, this is, I've said to you yesterday, this is what we do well. Because for me, and it starts, again, for, for, my, for me, for my ego, when I started looking at stuff from my uncle, when he was told what he was told, I was thinking, nah, this was eight years ago. There's no way, like, unless I can feel it and touch it and there's a bit of science behind it, this, this is all woo-woo and, you know, there, there, there can't be anything in this. But then, then we started educating ourselves by using actual information from science that's available about the human body. Number one, we just drop one thing, the endocannabinoid system specifically. So we, for the last eight years, I've studied that religiously. Hazard, you came on board probably, what, two or three years after I started. So again, years now between us, got well over 10 years of, of literal, actual experiential knowledge with working with people, with natural medicine, with this system. So when we launched into our, just to what we do, excited as we were as our two kids bouncing around, this woman just sat there, didn't she? Literally like, oh! she, and then, so right, so she, we went through everything and all she could say was just how, and again, we're not saying this for plaudits, but it was, it is nice to hear when people say, oh, it's amazing your knowledge, blah, blah, but it was what she dropped right at the end which, which you can tell them. <laughs> what, did, what did she tell us? Just her story in terms of she was told that she was going to die. Um, she, at that moment, was like, I, I need some space. Took three days out for herself and made that commitment. It's like, I'm going I'm to find out what I need to find out to make sure I live. And she said, I did the research. I managed to get uh, contact with a good oncologist, which is from the stories we've heard, it's difficult to find. And she just said, like, she'd go back and forward all the time, she'd try something, but she had belief. And then, the knowing, and me and James always talk about this, knowing is the, once you hit a knowing, you're unstoppable. Mm. It all comes down to you. Every decision you make is because you know what you need to do. And she just said it, and me and James were just like, oh. mm. so, yeah, this is going to Day. And she even said, um, it's normally 30 minutes. She said, I'm going to have to extend this because it's going to go on a lot. <laughs> what, what, so good. I was going to say, just with the podcast, what we're hoping to do initially is to obviously tell our story and our experiences. And when you are working with people that they need some hope, they need, they just need something. When you hear another story from like we heard from this woman, you can inspire millions of people. Mm. And then you hear someone else and hear someone else. And what you start realizing, there's so many of us that all just need to be heard, to tell their story. And then also that then gives people the platform to then open up and tell theirs. And again, we've got a number of personal experiences where we can advocate for that. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, just sort of staying on that personal experience and, and that, that, you know, a very poignant, relevant topic, cancer. Okay, so, you know, we can say with much confidence, okay, if you or anyone you know is suffering currently with cancer and are feeling what we've, what we've come to know is, is like an egotistical game your mind plays into putting you into a place of just, you're not sure, you're being told, all, you're getting all these figures chucked at you, these scans and this data and you're being chucked, all this stuff that you don't understand, okay, that is the biggest problem for anyone when they find out they are sick with anything. It's the unsuredness. Because what happens is, and again, this is science, guys. When you're told something by someone that all your life or however long you've looked at as the person as from an authoritative, uh, as an authority figure who knows way more about this particular subject so they know what's going on in your body and that's what you turn up. What happens is, you get stuck into a state of fight or flight, which I know everybody probably knows, but do you know, from a scientific standpoint, when you're in that state of fight or flight, your mind, and it shows you how powerful for those who doubt 
the woo-woo, your mind triggers through the panic a chemical release of some nasty poisonous neopeptides that flood your system and actually feed the sickness. Look into it, prove me wrong. This has been eight years worth of observing and then actually observing the person and then reading. Okay, well, that's happening. Let's have a look. What could be happening here? And it's all there. It's all there for you. If you're suffering with cancer, cerebral palsy, Parkinson's, diabetes, uh, leaky gut syndrome, Crohn's disease, there is so much you can do yourself to get your body's mechanisms, because guess what, again, fact, your body has every single mechanism inbuilt to repair from anything. The difference is, not the difference, the point is, is that unfortunately, our bodies, we treat like shit, we feed them with crap, we drink crap, we worry, we don't sleep properly, yet our bodies always back us up. However, there's a point where it comes to where the body says, right, you fucker, you need to give me something back now. And that's where your soul has to come through because all you need to do is feed your body from a spiritual, energetic, whatever you want to call it, perspective with the knowledge in here because once the penny drops, because that's why, like Harry said, we're not healers, although a lot of people tend to say that. We're not healers. We share information to enable people to heal themselves and we witness it a lot, a lot. And there's nothing better when the penny drops for the person themselves, the individual themselves. It goes in. They listen to us and we tell them the same thing. Don't take anything we say as gospel. Go and do your research. Here's the reference point. We've been doing, as I was saying this the other day, we, yes, we've been working with people with cancer and other illnesses for eight years. But the knowledge of what we've packaged, that goes back nearly 20 years, has it? Because we're now using all of them truths of so them areas we looked into and was, I was in Greece, you was, you were running your business in, I was running my travel agency in Greece, you were running your gyms in, in London and sporadically going backwards and forwards with how we've tied it all in as a package and we give people that information for them to run with and they fly. It's, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible and I'm fucking buzzing at the minute as with what, what's actually been going on for us. Yes, and, and you said about the body, the body is a miracle. And just, it, just to make you aware of, you cut yourself, your body doesn't even think, it's literally just sending everything it needs to to go and fix that cut. Your heart, it beats all the time, it just beats. Like your body's doing that to keep you alive. You breathe, you do all these things without even thinking about it. And what happens is that we get so dependent on the body doing things without us thinking about it, that when something goes wrong, we're like, oh, it's not working. But what we can do, and this is where, again, we share information, we're in control of every part of our body. And if we took the attention to understand, again, we're not educated on it. James mentioned that system, the endocannabinoid system. It's not taught to you in any way. Like, I'm from the fitness industry, and I've gone deep into biology. We spoke to a number of scientists, never heard of it before. And if you understood just what that system did, then you understand why they must be hiding it from us. Because if you knew that you could into every part of your body and you could instruct it, you can give it love, you can command, which takes time, you'll be able to make these big significant changes. And again, this is the, the whole thing with healing and what we work is still the same as on life. I want to wait, it doesn't tonight. It takes time. Mm. If, not me, but when people are pregnant, the baby doesn't just come out straight away. It takes time. Mm. And then it also takes nourishment. It takes love. It takes care. It takes awareness. And like all of this now, everything we've looked into, it's just now cemented. Actually, we've been on the right path the whole time, just didn't know. Mm. And what I about it is then see one person coming in to us, and when they uh, have a few conversations, start doing their own research, and then they start turning up a very different person. Mm. You can hear it in their voice, you can see it in the way that they stand, uh, they sit, sorry, their body language. And also, they're telling us what they're doing today. They're not asking us, oh, what should I do, what to do? Because we never mm. tell them. Mm. 
how was your week? Well, I did this, I did that. Today I'm looking at this one, and now I'm doing here. I, and I feel great. Mm, I feel great. Oh, my God. A 15-year-old girl, um, one of my clients that I work with, which... Uh, obviously, you, you was introduced to the parents yesterday evening, obviously. Um, so I'm coaching the family. And this 15-year-old girl, what an incredible girl. And this is, and it, right, here's a disclaimer, all right, just for anyone out there. Nothing against the medical community, nothing against people that are involved in it, okay? So I'm not bad-mouthing, but I am going to share an actual experience. And this is just one example, because the truth is, over the last eight years, as we was... I mean, I downloaded this on you last night. I literally come off of that phone call with that family and I called you and I had to download and get your perspective on it because of, and again, this is, this is the beauty of being aware of the ego. I knew egotistically I was getting too emotionally involved, which was going to cloud my judgment. I needed a hazard, has coach, poof, listen to that. And you came back with such a fucking great idea, mate. But this 15-year-old girl, classic Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay, she was initially diagnosed with something completely different, which was uh, like a one in uh, three million, um, this particular one, which was, uh, oh, my mind's blanked. Um, it was an E-wing sarcoma. E-wing sarcoma was what she was initially diagnosed with. Now, even that in itself, just for the record, people, just know this and look into it. Okay, this is eight years worth of experience of, of seeing this with my own eyes. But the amount of people that get misdiagnosed with cancers and then get pushed into treatments, which end up killing them, is fucking scary. It's scary. Now, unfortunately, most people, because like I said, and this is down to the mindset, they've got no interest, not no interest. What would be the right word? They've just got this inbuilt. I don't know what's going on in me. I go to the doctor. The doctor tells me what's going on in me and I accept whatever the doctor says. Because of that attitude, guess what? A doctor can tell you you've got something and guess what? You end up getting it. And again, anyone who thinks doubts that, I say the same thing every time, placebo. Placebo medicine. We all know what that is and we all accept that and we all can find thousands of examples of what placebo medicine is. Yet when you flip it the other way around and say that same doctor that gave someone a placebo, which said placebo, just in case people don't know, I'm not being patronizing. Most, not most, anytime a new medical drug is launched, there's an experiment, a trial that takes, well, there should be, because if there isn't, it's freaking awful. There should be an experiment that takes place that follows the one true scientific systematic process of experimentation. Okay, everything is controlled, all your variables, you're independent, you're dependent, you know, everything is controlled in this setup, which basically means we've got this new medicine, but we're going to give, we're going to get a trial of 750 people, split them into three, 250 people are going to have the on the market current medicine, which is supposed to deal with this. The next group is going to have the new spandangly one that we're just launching now. And the third one every time we'll be given placebo, which is normally a soluble mix of water and sugar. You will find thousands, because these have been going on for years, because there's been thousands and thousands of new medicines that have come out over the years. You will find thousands of testimonials where the doctors have given people placebo medicines and the person has healed from cancer, from AIDS. Like, there is a lot. Look into it. Don't trust our word for it, but just bear with us on this story. So, is it so hard to believe, because most people will know placebo what they are, that there's a yang to that yin. So instead of telling someone, oh, look, Mr. Whitecoat's telling you that pill's going to fix you, Mr. Whitecoat's told you, oh, you've got that. But it turns out a year later, you didn't have that. You never had that. They misdiagnosed you, but you believed that you had that and you got sick. That is from experience. And not just one person, I've worked now, we've worked with many people that have gone through that motion, that, that whole awful setup of being told they've got something, being treated for it, not having it, but then being completely damaged from the treatment that they've had to endure for something they never had in the first place. And it all stemmed from someone saying, you've got that. And every time the person said the same thing, I had a feeling they were wrong. But they weren't, they weren't in tune with their soul. Uh, because if they was, so go on, mate. And also, just that 
fear of first of being told you got cancer, like on the spot, you're just going in for a routine checkup, you got cancer, and then what follows next? Act now. You're going to have to act now, and death is then thrown into the mix straight away. So you're going in for a routine check, and all of a sudden you've been told you've got a few weeks to live or, or months to live. That's when, shit, I've got to take drastic action. And again, these, these are conversations that can go on and on and on in, in so many different ways. And, and I think all we're trying to highlight is that that being told straight away and the, the experiences that we had has not often been that. And this is the scary thing is that we don't know what's going inside our body, but yet someone else has told us. And we're making decisions without having enough information to actually be confident enough with that decision. And this is the sharing comes as well, because now, and again, you can use the example of this family that you've been working with. You've shared so much experience where they're like, oh my God, that, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And, and they're going to talk to you like this, and then they're going to do this, and, and whatever else has happened at the moment, it's, it's horrible when we're hearing it. But yet we've been through it so many times now that we're preparing people with information so, again, they can, they can make an informed decision. That's it. That is that, and that, that's, that's so relevant to that family is because th this is a, 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 such a lovely, wonderful family. Um, but, but again, had their whole lives had full faith in the medicinal system and the community and the way it works and the way it's set up. And they've had their world rocked, absolutely rocked. But thankfully, and again, it just shows you the shout out to every mum out there. Mother's love is just something else. The mum, not medically trained in any way, shape or form, she just had a feeling. She knew something wasn't right um, with the diagnosis that they was given her little girl, this 15-year-old beautiful little girl, healthy, loving, wonderful little soul she is. Um, and she was getting from the hospital, bearing in mind as well, what makes it so sad, the mum knew initially she had the feeling there's something wrong with my daughter. And she was taking her daughter to the doctor, the GP, the family GP, who kept telling her, no, it's nothing, um, uh, don't worry. Same thing as well, you're overthinking it. Don't worry about it. And that's what they tell, they're being told. Hold on, so interesting, gents. Have doctors been, sorry, Paul McNeil's just put this. So interesting, gents. Have doctors been challenged on this stuff? I have challenged doctors on this stuff, Paul. I've been given, thankfully, with some of the people I've worked with, one in particular, the lady right back in the beginning, uh, with breast cancer, I won't say her name, but bear in mind as well, just quickly nutshell this story, so Paul, make it relevant to your question. This particular woman, she was in her 50s, late 50s or early 60s when I met her, a yoga teacher, Pilates teacher, fit as a fiddle, affluent, done extremely well in life, absolutely brilliant in life, found out she had breast, uh, stage four breast cancer, okay? Again, actually, this is another classic example of being misdiagnosed. She felt in herself Something wasn't right, and she'd been going to the same GP for years, fam sorry, for years, family friend, um, had full faith in that person, um, but when she was feeling whatever she felt inside to tell her, like, some, I, for me now, it's a knowing. It's the soul. The soul speaks up and says, listen, hello, egotistical person up there. We've got issues in here. You feel it. You know it. Because, and the reason I'm saying that has always Every single person we've worked with has said the same thing. Oh, I knew it was the, I knew it wasn't that. I knew they had that wrong. But back to Paul's question. So she was very kind in, in, in giving me permission to speak to her doctors on her behalf with her. Um, and this is when I just started my work around the endocannabinoid. Well, not started. I was two years into the work around the endocannabinoid system after working with my uncle. And so... I did challenge the doctors on it, Paul. First thing I challenged them on was the ingredients because they was asking, uh, so basically because they misdiagnosed her for a year, even though she kept going back and saying, please, I need to be scanned for this. I'm, you know, I'm sure there's something not quite right here, blah, 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 blah. That, no, no, it's not this. It's not that. It's probably stressed. That was another thing. It's your mind, you're stressing about it and your mind 
you know, you can you can think about something so much that you actually then act, think that your feelings have, but this is the stuff that she was getting from this doctor. So, um, anyway, so yeah, she got misdiagnosed for years. So when they finally accepted, ah, actually, we've made a bit of a cock up here, you're now at stage four, breast cancer, okay? And the way it looks, so I met her in, I met her in October. She'd been on chemotherapy. So they, they basically, they, they, when they caught it, they put us straight on to what's called active chemotherapy, which is this. And even that, when you start looking into the way cancer medicine is administered, you find out that there's these different tier systems that they've got. They've got that. Okay, first of all, we're just going to chuck you a bit of that guy over there. Okay, you have to sign the consent um, to say that yeah, I accept. There's going to be potentially this side effect, that side effect, this side effect, this side. And one of the side effects is, funnily enough, it could actually make it spread. How about that, people? How about fucking that? That's in the small print for chemo and radiotherapy in many cases. Yes, there's a chance that this could make it worse. Okay, let me sign my name. So because they, they, they caught it so late, she was put on this active radiotherapy. Now, bearing in mind, this woman's got three, like I said, really strong woman. I remember 10 years ago, the first time I met her, she had hardly any hair left, completely gaunt, ghost of a face, broken body, but she fucking roared when she spoke. And she said, she said, look, James, I've had to tell my three daughters, my five grandchildren, that I'd rather die than carry on with this treatment that they've put me on. And it's horrific, this form of chemotherapy that she was put on, okay? So anyway, when I met her and we started talking, I explained to her about the endocannabinoid system and a specific type of natural medicine that has been irrefutably proven. And just to chuck it out there, people, look at the work of Professor Raphael Mashulim, based in Israel. Look at the work of Dr. Christina Sanchez, based in Madrid, just between them two people, that's over 80 years worth of first-hand experience on working with people with cancer, first and foremost, specifically with the endocannabinoid system, by the way. Um, she said, so, so we met, I explained it to her, and she said, look, would you be willing, because I'm not going to remember all this, would you be willing, I'm going to tell uh, the, the doctor your family, um, would you be willing to speak to the doctors for me? So, I must admit, initially I flapped it a bit because at that point I hadn't had a conversation with a doctor about it. I was only doing what I was doing myself. But again, Harry, I had my experience though. I had my experience with my uncle. I'd seen firsthand what it done for my uncle, who just turned 70 a few months back, by the way, and eight years ago he was meant to be on his way out. Um, so that's all I had to stand on. And I took a punt. So I said yes, because she was really keen on me to do so. And yes, so Paul, back to your question. So I've, I've given you, but I wanted to give you the backstory because I think it's important. Is the first question I asked the doctor, I said, what's the ingredients inside chemotherapy? Because I've heard it's mustard gas. So long silence, long, long silence. And you know what's happening? The cogs are turning because he's thinking, hmm, how am I going to, how am I going to doctor language? this answer to this question. So anyway, long story short, he had to admit, yes, there's elements that we pulled. Elements, turns out it's the main ingredient that we pulled from the same poisonous gas that they used to kill God knows how many people in the war is the, one of the main ingredients to this day to most chemotherapy drugs. Okay, so, so I challenged him on that. So, again, he had some spill about, yes, but again, and then it was interesting. It was, yes, but we've worked out that, you know, we've got success rates now. And from experience, we can, from experience, they say, they claim uh, that with this form of therapy, we can give you this amount of years. And this, uh, the, uh, with this form, we've got this. Uh, so, basically, straight away, what that, what that tells you is it doesn't heal anything. There's no healing involved in that whatsoever and even look at the language around cancer drugs great i've gone into remission what does remission mean temporary relief is that such a thing to be celebrated we're looking for a cure for your cancer Preserve. what does cure mean what was that hazard preserve. preserve fucking preserve this what does doctor Mean, and this might be bring, 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 what you words have meaning, people. What does the word doctor mean to falsify? 
you doctor something. You've doctored that. In fact, in the court of law, you can get done for doctoring evidence. Interesting, no? So anyway, I challenged him on, on, on that. And then I challenged him on the endocannabinoid system. And that was really interesting because initially, he sort of tried to deny its existence. So then I forwarded him over a load of papers, award-winning papers from Professor Raphael Mashulim. Oh, yes, that endocannabinoid was a fucking other one. Is there? Is there another one? That endocannabinoid system, yes, we're aware of it, but there's not enough evidence to support blah, blah, blah. Let me forward you another load of papers from Professor Raphael Mashulim, award-winning on cancer, on healing people with cancer, not fucking curing and preserving it, healing people with cancer so yes i challenged him and funny enough he buckled in the end and he just was very honest finally and said look we know about this stuff but we're not allowed to talk about it it's not in our curriculum but guess what people hi jojo this is a fact after eight years worth of studying I, I'm, I'm confident of my knowledge on this in mainstream medicine today now bear in mind now there's more diseases than ever before there's more variants than of, of diseases than ever before. Yet in mainstream medicine, there is absolutely zero allowance for innovation. You follow a fucking curriculum. And just to touch on that, Paul, as well, this is another thing. And again, just taking back your power, because when you challenge a doctor, they're not used to it. But they always give you worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. Best question to ask. What's the best case scenario? And they start stuttering. They can't answer it. And do you know why? False hope. And this is, again, some of the teachings that me and James do now. If we don't know our future, it hasn't happened yet. So if it hasn't happened, I want, I want to know the best hope. Because, again, what we're putting in our mind, if I'm only focusing on that, I've got more likely that best hope's gonna happen. So just from doing these conversations, because what happens is people now go into them with a, a bit of a toolbox. Okay, what's best case? And we'll say, what's the reaction of the doctor? Oh, oh, oh. And all of a sudden there's a trust there. Actually, I've got to go and do some more research on this because these guys have said just a few things today. And I'm seeing already from experience that now I can start doing research. And this is the beauty of this. This is your life. And then you start learning more about all these things which has an effect on your life. And then you'll meet someone else down the line who's struggling. Let me show you what I know. And all of a sudden, people start helping each other on, on a bigger level. And mm -hmm. so, so powerful because you come back and all of a sudden this client who's gone into this fearful meeting, it's got a bit of excitement in their voice. Mm -hmm. They know where they want to be. But there's a hope and that's mm. what we need to then trigger up this whole new direction of where they're going to go and actually you touched on something there that's really poignant and this is the case i've found now every single time you're any any not just cancer any serious illness that you come up against okay when you speak to the doctors about whatever it is because you're gonna have to go and see them okay be prepared already in your head to know I'm not going to understand what they're going to tell me. And they're going to tell me stuff that if I let it, it's going to sound negative. And it's going to sound even more negative because I don't know what they're saying. They're going to give me no, but expect that. That is the biggest tip I can give anyone now after working with everybody, because that when it comes to the miracles is where it starts is when you stop panicking, and when I mean panicking, I mean submissively giving up what you inherently have inside, which is knowledge. We've got knowledge. When you are sick, what do you know you should do? I should rest. I should drink more water. I should eat better. I should protect my energy. We tell that to our kids. My kids get sick. I know exactly what to do. Put them in bed a bit earlier. Talk to them. Cuddle them a bit more. Give them a bit more love. And guess what happens? They start getting better. But then what happens when we get older? We get sick and we go to someone else to say, you've got this. And you go, okay, I've got this then. Think about that for a minute. Expect 
when if you're in this position anyone out there if you know anyone in this position i promise you the best gift you can give them is telling them listen when you're going to deal with these people they're going to tell you like harry said the worst case scenario and then even worse they can bring out this little chart oh there's 75 percent you've got six months there's 60 percent you're fact there is no scientific evidence in history to say that someone can bring up a fucking chart and tell you how long you've got to live none whatsoever in fact every single person we've worked with has every single time gone way past their supposed death date because guess what people part of the ploy and again i'm not saying this is down to the individual but i i know this is part after reading what I've read on the, on the transcript of mainstream medicine's approach to cancer, and we'll touch on the five-year shelf life in a minute as well, as I, if people understand that, that should really start getting the cogs turned, oh, fuck me, I need to look into this, is it's designed, the whole setup is designed to make you feel from the off that you're on a downward slide, you're slipping away now, and each step is not it's not it's not to bring you back level again put you in a beautiful place of homeostasis which is where you want to be every step that we're taking is it's a treatment we're going to treat you along this way and we're going to we're going to try and cure we're going to try and preserve what you've got and by doing this we're going to give you six months or a year or six years and what happens is your mind unfortunately as powerful as it is and as credibly and this is generic. Every single person out there has got an amazingly powerful mind. So powerful that you can be told you've got six months to live. Be completely healthy and not have what they've told you that you've got and die in six months. Okay. Anyone, sorry, go on, mate. Okay, when you said there's no science on it, the science is based on them telling you and then that person accepting that and then they die at that time. And again, we've seen it so many times. The, the people that refuse that information, pretty much every single time will, will live longer. If they every, believe. Every time. And, and especially, and listen, this, this isn't, I'm not advising, disclaimer, I'm not telling you what you should or shouldn't do, but I'm telling you from experience. Every time we've worked with people that have continued going to the hospital, they've got sick. They've got more sick. And every time the people we work with have pulled away and started doing things for themselves, they have improved drastically, quickly, every time. Every, not bar none, every single time people have taken back that control in themselves. And, and a lot of it just starts with such simple basics. First thing, I'm going to stop listening to people telling me I'm going to die. How fucking simple is that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, do you know what? You've told me it. I've accepted that's your opinion. I don't want to hear that anymore. And within my circle, and this is incredibly important, family. Unfortunately, nearest and dearest can play, obliviously, a very detrimental role when you're sick with the energy that they bring around. Can you share how you almost did that? going all the way back to your uncle, where you nearly played that detrimental role. Oh, God, yeah. Look, prime example. So when, when my uncle reached out to me after sort of going through the... Again, because back then I, was, I had no idea about cancer. Cancer wasn't something that was prominent in my family. So I, I, all I knew about cancer was pretty serious and more than likely you're going to die, because I don't hear of many people... He like getting over cancer and as I said this is back then um, and your only options are chemotherapy and radiotherapy why because I see it on the telly <laughs> so that's what they say on the TV with all their cancer adverts with kids with little tubes going out of them and all the rest of it that gets us to buy into this bollocks so that's what that was my standing my starting point at that point and um, when when he reached out to me to look for alternative methods I thought he was off his nut and again, I actually, initially, I just said, no, nah, you're, you're meant to be, you can't do it. You've got to do what you need to do, blah, 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 blah. Again, pushing him towards, at that point, just for the record, what they were saying to him was, if you have this next bout 
of active radiotherapy. Funny enough, there seems to be active radiotherapy, active chemotherapy. Um, that hopefully we might be able to give you an extra six months. However, this treatment is very strong. And again, there's another NDA to say, look, or consent form, sorry, to say, yeah, I accept that if the cancer don't get me, this could kill me beforehand anyway. So he had to go for all of that stuff. So that's, that was the options he had. So when he, started, when he reached out to me about it, when I agreed to go looking into it for him, I only agreed because I thought, right, what I'll do then, I'm going to really research this and I'm going to debunk what he's got his hopes up on quickly to say, look, we had a look, but unfortunately, you know, it weren't there. And I was really forceful at the beginning. And I've said to you a load of time, Paz, imagine if I had pushed it so much to put him off, he'd be dead. He wouldn't be here now. Simple as that. And that's fucking, that's scary. So, and, and what happened was, and again, I, I'm not, I, I wasn't, I wasn't that interested in school. I'm not necessarily that academic. I wasn't that uh, academic of a person. But since I left school, I did start getting involved in a lot of alternative ways of thinking. So I got into studying. So I, I had an idea of where to start and where to look and who to reach out to. From the very first moment, I came across the endocannabinoid system and I had, to, I had to keep the fight. I mean, and this is eight years ago. Now you'll find people look into this, you'll find loads of information on it now. Back then it was fuck all other than a lot of medicinal transcripts, which it was English, but it was an English I never ever had experienced. So I was having to define what words meant to keep up with it. As soon as the penny dropped, as soon as the penny dropped, I was like, oh my God, we've got something within our bodies that naturally kills cancer all the time anyway, because guess what, people? We have cancerous cells in us along with viruses and bacteria and all the other shit that, again, like I said before, our body's so incredible, it just pummels it out of our system for us and we carry on feeding all the sugar and the shit and it still works it out for us. We've got a natural system, the endocannabinoid system, which, by the way, sits at the foundation of all your other systems, muscular, skeletal, nutrition, your cardiovascular, your, your ECS sits at the bottom with one fucking job, to seek and achieve homeostasis, perfect body balance. And it has a process, if you fire it up in regards to cancer, called apoptosis. Go and have a look. Apoptosis. Divide, I think it's, it's, an old, it's an ancient Latin word. I, I believe it's Latin. Um, layman's terms, simple, instruct to commit suicide. Our bodies are so clever that even if it's one single cell out of billions that we've got in our system that's sick, rather than mainstream medicine that shoots lasers and chemicals into it and tells you in advance, look, we're going for ballpark area here. We're going to hit that part, but we're going to blast the shit out of a lot of stuff in the surrounding area, by the way, just caught in the crossfire. Really sorry. Well, guess what? Your body has got a system, the ECS, with all these receptors that will pick up that one cell that's got sick. And come on, lads, we need some help over here. And it will pinpoint that one cell, latch onto it, and instruct it to commit suicide. Apoptosis, look it up, debunk me. There's a guy called Zach Bush. He, he does a whole dialogue on it. It's incredible. But like, even the way that he describes suicide, he does it in a way where... It, again, alternative way of thinking, but just knowing that your body does that. And this is the thing as well, like we're not even saying don't go down that route of treatment. Not our personal choice, but people do go down it because they've been given the information for them to make the decision. But you still are doing the healing yourself, you're doing the recovery in between. So people then will tell you it's going to take you this long to recover, expect this might and then you go again. Don't need to believe that, you can change that too. And I've seen that firsthand myself also. And this is the key part is if anyone tells you what you have to be doing or what's going to happen or what's not going to happen, if you can at least just stop and say, I can change that. There's always another way. And if you can have that faith, and this is where me and James have really like believe in that now and know that there's always... Oh, we know that. We know that now. So this is the, how it works. Think, believe, and know. There's so many knowings that come uh, our way through experience and through first-hand uh, stories that we've had to go through. And 
when you start understanding the power of this, we are the commander of everything, in everything we do in life. And life every day, we live life every day, but yet we wait until we get sick. We wait until these things happen before we start acting. But if we just took ownership, and again, it doesn't have to be a big job if we did it every day. If we paid more attention to our sleep, to our nutrition, to our exercise, to our mental health, to our self-development, you'll become healthier. And again, you're learning as you go along. You get excited about waking up because there's something else to learn each time, which applies mm -hmm. to and everything else. And this is, again, this is one topic that affects everyone. There's no one here can tell me they don't know someone that's had cancer. Mm -hmm. They're now one in two have it. So it does impact us all. If you haven't got it, you're supporting someone. And we all have our roles to play as well. And just by having this bit of information, all of a sudden you can change someone else's life and yours. Yeah, definitely. And something you didn't mention there, which is absolutely imperative. And actually I'm going to refer to, um, oh, what's the one in America? What's the one in America? Is it Harvard in America? It is Harvard, isn't it? Harvard. Right. So meditation, mindfulness, right. That we Every, sorry, what do you say? Uh, yeah, without a shadow of doubt. And again, here's uh, by the way, mindfulness and meditation. I know we say it every time for me, it's not sitting in the lowest position going hum, right? Everybody has their own form of mindfulness. All it basically is is whenever you stop taking notice of anything that's going on around you and just for a little while you concentrate on yourself. Undisturbed, you literally concentrate on yourself. That is meditation, where you're looking at yourself. Anyway, the Cancer Institute at Harvard, which they've got a new approach, thank goodness, is called Integrated Oncology. So there's a whole new approach to cancer, which unfortunately you're not going to hear about on the NHS, okay, because they push the big farmers stuff. And that's not a conspiracy, that's a fucking fact. It's, you know, the only me medicines, as far as I know, this is still to date, that doctors, hospitals, anyone to do with uh, medicine gets financial incentives on is cancer treatments, funnily enough. Okay? And then if you look at the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars involved in just cancer, you could combine every other fucking medicinal ailment disease that you can come across, times it by 10, and you're not getting anywhere near the money that's involved in cancer. Bear in mind. And, of course, they're getting so much better, but yet we're now one in two. Anyway, Harvard, in, in the grade oncology, at these, not just Harvard as well, there is multiple. In fact, that, that video, Harry, I've done on my um, Facebook one, we, I, don't, I don't know if we can upload it onto our, onto our Lads Talk Health, but that would be where I, I literally, when I studied all the new approaches from mainstream, and the reason I did that is, as how you, you pointed out, we don't tell people not to do anything. What I'm telling you, this is my, this is my experience, what we're, our experience of what we've experienced with every single person we work with. Okay, so it's not advising you, it's just saying that this is what, this is what we've seen. Okay, but however, we still deal with a lot of people and I totally understand it, that are scared to try anything else or scared to just try something else. So they still want to carry on with what it is they're doing mainstream-wise. And what I did, I took a period of time to educate myself on not the free stuff because I've been doing that for years. But I started looking for, okay, what is there anyone out there involved in mainstream cancer that's actually trying to heal people of cancer and is there different approaches and funnily enough it opened up a plethora of stuff that i'd never looked at and i hold myself accountable for that i've been so after being scarred by the nhs's approach i sort of labeled the whole anything mainstream as fuck me they're all connected however there is a whole new approach to cancer now and I'm, I, in fact has, we should do another talk on this but I'll just quickly touch on one thing so and again in, in regards to mindfulness okay so at this particular institute in Harvard where they've got all these new you know these are the prime top IQ new wannabe cancer oncologists uh, that are trying to innovate just one of the things that is compulsory 
for the new oncologist to learn for themselves and to be able to teach the people with cancer is yoga. Do you get yoga on the NHS for cancer? I don't think you do. I've not experienced it anyway. Is yoga. And what's the science behind it? It's, and bearing in mind that people know out there, yoga, yoga is a lot of breath work. It's a lot of internal concentrating on controlling your breathing. Because guess what, guys, as well? You've got a huge set of lungs that, on average, you're only using 30% of the time. You've got another 70, sorry, 30% of its capacity. You've got another 70% of this lung capacity. Bearing in mind, lungs are responsible for us getting fucking air and breathing, so they're pretty important, that we don't use... Okay, so think about that for a minute. We've got this whole set of lungs, which when you oxygenate your body, you feel pretty good, don't you? Why? Because you're oxygenating your body. What does oxygen do? It gets all the processes and functions within your body into doing what it needs to be doing, healing. Because the human body, all we do is recycle, repair. That is what the body does. We get older, yes, but the mechanisms within the body is all about repairing. So yoga, they're teaching this new innovative approach to cancer, yoga, all based on the science behind. They now accept if you put someone in a karma state in themselves by empowering them with what it is they're, they're actually taking part in, not just sticking them in a machine and, you know, with a mask, this new active stuff, you have to wear masks across your face where you can hardly breathe. I've worked with many, we've worked with many people that have had this as well whereby putting someone in a simple state by breathing through yoga of just controlling their breath and their mindset has a ridiculous, I can't remember the percentage, it's in the video, but the percentage in the success of the mainstream treatment with yoga is off the scale, off the scale. Not just yoga, I'll give you another one, tapping. You know what tapping is, didn't you, Has Tapping and all that impression. Again, they're teaching these new oncologists to teach this as part of their treatments. Rather than rushing people into chemo and radiotherapy, they're actually trying to get people to switch on their own healing mechanisms first. And this ties all the way back to the initial part, energy. You're energizing every part of the body. Yoga, we move in every position. We send air in every position. It's energy. Energy heals us. And that's all it comes back down to every time. But you're doing it. It's your practice. And that's another thing. When we're doing these things, we have to do it as a practice, not as a stretch session. We do it and, and go, like, take it seriously. Because we go through all these different programs, but healing and recovery is a program on its own as well. We're going to have yeah, to... Man. Yeah, yeah, mate. There's been a cracker. We're, um, are you in range? Can we have a chat? Have you got um, plans? Okay. I'm good for it. And, and guys, I really wanted to announce, which we never even got a chance to. Shit! <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered. <laughs> if we've now a, we call it a meditation workshop, but literally what we discussed about the soul, the ego, energy, we put Bet all that in a, a four-day workshop. We're launching it next month on the 4th of September. It's every weekend for 90 minutes on a Saturday. And we've done this with individuals. It's incredible in terms of what people take away from it. It's, it's an experiential workshop. So you're putting all these things into practice. And by the end of it, you're going to get a whole new education around why we do certain things. You're going to have a whole toolbox of things that you can go to that work for you. But also you're going to feel incredible from doing it as well. And what the best bit about all of it, don't look at it as just meditation, this word. It's what it does for your life. Every component of your life will benefit if you add, I don't even like to call it meditation because there's so many other components to it. Yeah, I know, and yeah, just to, to touch on that as well, something else, you will walk away, the one guarantee I will give because it's for, it works for me, it works for Harry, and every person that we work with, whether it's been people, you know, like Harry said, we don't only work with clients that are sick, we've got other clients as well. But yet, it's the same across the board. You will fall in love with meditation, and you'll rename it, whatever you want to rename it. But it's, it's, we, we, we use breath work. We use, obviously, uh, we use frequency work with music, which is incredible. I'm telling you, this is stuff from the first 
you know, I, I genuinely, genuinely couldn't emphasize enough what a good investment this will be in yourself. And not only that, other people within your circle will immediately see the change in you and start asking you questions. Well, you, you seem a bit calmer. You seem a bit more clear than usual. Uh, it, it, it's the same every single time. Because guess what? All of us have got a massive internal egotistical noise going on every single second of every single day. What we can help you with, because we helped ourselves with it, is getting you to learn to observe that. Because as soon as you start noticing and become the observer, from a scientific standpoint, okay, it means that you're in control of what that thought, that negative thought. Oh, I've noticed it. I'm not going to let it lead to another one and then to another one. And so, no, I've noticed it. I'm going to nip that in the bud and accept it. Oh, yeah, I've just had that thought. Why did I have that thought? And don't be scared to have that inner dialogue with yourself. Because what you'll start realizing is you start taking back control of how you think. And that is huge. For me, that changed my... Meditation changed my life. I say it every time. Completely changed my life. And I'm definitely one of the... I used to be of the ilk of fucking meditation. You fuck. I mean, even when you started coaching me, I thought you was off your tits. Like, it just... It, it, but then you do it. The ego, you, you push your ego to the side. And that was a big journey for me. But now, as you know, mate... Any second of any day, I will definitely nip in. Could be a two, three minute meditation. How about that, people? You ain't got to sit there for hours. Once you get into this stuff, you can change your whole day in three minutes. You can change your whole mood in three minutes. You can change the result of an argument that could have got really nasty in three minutes. Literally, Jojo's pissing herself laughing at something. <laughs> but um, yeah, has great chat, mate. Really great chat. And let's have a, definitely have a catch up with this stuff we need to talk about as well yeah and, and as always thank you for tuning in guys and and uh like we said at the start it's going to be consistent now every monday and wednesday monday is 8 30 wednesday's uk time and we're going to have a lot more podcasts and stuff coming your way as well so stay tuned all right mate have a great one yeah i'll speak to you soon take care buddy take care